So how do you form the right alliances, friendships, partnerships, and connections so that you can get what you really want out of life? Whether it's that promotion or that raise or that job you wanted, whatever goal you have, maybe you want to land a role in a movie or get on a podcast or whatever it is, whatever you want, you have to realize that being social is something that is absolutely necessary if you want to become the best version of yourself. Hi, my name is Demir and I want to welcome you to Unfolding Destiny. This is my channel where I teach you how to become the best version of yourself by helping you to build your life within the context of your true identity. So let's go a little bit more deeply into this topic. A friend and I were recently discussing this and one of the things he brought to my attention was that, you know, man, it's, it's really hard to just make those social connections happen. See, a lot of us think that we're either too shy or introverted. Some of us might be wallflowers. Hey, I used to be a wallflower too. If I went to like a social gathering, I used to kind of keep to myself and just kind of, I would hope that things would fall into place. And you know, that's a beautiful metaphor to believe in that somehow fate will come in and things will fall into place and the right people will enter your life. And it's a nice thought, but it kind of is just that. It's a very nuanced point. There's a lot more that goes into it. What you have to realize is that if you want to become the best version of yourself and if if you want to elevate yourself in life, you're going to have to become more social. And now I don't want you to spoon feed me the whole bullshit about you being like an introvert and you cannot go out and meet people. No, you can because I've talked to lots of people throughout my life and there's people who you would think are shy, who are wallflowers, who are kind of reserved and they kind of internalize life's experiences. But then you take that same person and you put them in front of Fortnite and they're cursing their head off. I mean, they're a completely different person. And so you have to realize that your personality isn't like a personality type. You aren't just an INTJ or an ENFP or whatever. There's nothing like... You can't rely on these types of tests to make you think that you're just one person. No. As a matter of fact, as you go throughout life, you're going to go through many different evolutions of thought. You're going to start to grow. You're going to change. You're going to become a better, hopefully stronger person. And it's because your personality is situational. So I was just recently read this book I'm going to share with you. It's called Personality Isn't Permanent by uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and I strongly recommend that you read it. It's one of the best books I've ever read, and it's completely transformational. But one of the things that Hardy talks about in his book is that your personality isn't fixed, that it can change. It can change according to what you want it to be. So that should be incredibly great news for you. So think about it this way. Let's say you want to become more social, you want to have more friends, and let's say you're at a social gathering and you're just kind of in your own corner not doing anything. You're afraid to approach people, you're afraid to make human connection because you don't know how people might respond. The fact is that a lot of this has to do with just like social muscle. When you walk up to one person, you might be nervous, you might be shy, and that person might sense it. And sure, it might sort of put that person a little bit at a sort of a dis-ease, not disease, but dis-ease or just uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable. But what you need to do is you you need to start realizing that there is no such thing as like, it's very rare to have instant chemistry with someone. It's very rare for you to just walk up to someone and the heavens align and the stars align and everything just kind of opens up and then there's that human connection. 
No, a lot of the time what we do is we rely on social cues to understand another person's status. And it's very important for you to understand this point. Incredibly important. When you walk into a situation and nobody knows you, everyone, everyone's at some sort of an even playing field. Now, there's some ways you can kind of heighten and increase your status. Maybe you can wear a special type of watch or a kind of designer shirt. So you can have some high status symbol that kind of puts you at a different level than what most people are in that venue. And that can kind of increase your status, but what if there's people there that don't recognize what your watch means? What if they don't recognize your designer labor clothing? I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to be able to strike up a conversation with someone. And what's important about this is that the first or second person you meet in that venue, you might not really have the best conversation with. To start off with a simple hello, hi, how are you doing? Smile, make eye contact. Hey, what's up? You know, shake their hand and just kind of just be naturally inquisitive about this person. Ask them how they're doing, how's their day, and really, really give a damn about it. This person will respond and uh, they'll give you some sort of like answer, if you will. And you just kind of have to feel if this conversation is going somewhere. If it isn't, then you just move on to the next person at that venue. What's interesting is that if you become that person who walks into this environment and starts communicating with everyone, suddenly your status goes up because other people see that, oh, this person is talking to everyone. This person must be someone of importance. So that first person that you, first, that you spoke with who might not have had the most interest in hearing your story, after this person sees that you're shaking hands with everyone else in that venue, you go back to that person. That person is going to be more likely to have a real open, honest discussion with you. This is a way that you can social engineer your interactions to really show your status. And even if you don't have one, you can manufacture your status in that environment. A lot of the time, it's not what you know, it is who you know. So I'll give you an example. What if you just walk into a room and no one knows you, but then you walk into that same room and standing right next to you, just side by side. As a matter of fact, you're just chumming it out. It's Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk or Drake or whatever. Someone of high status that people recognize. If people see you in this room, talking to Tony Hawk, laughing out loud, sharing stories, suddenly you become incredibly interesting. You become high status. And now everyone in that room wants to communicate with you. Imagine if Drake walked into your board meeting. Wouldn't everyone stop? They'd drop their pens. They'd run over to him. they want to have his attention. they want to take selfies with him. And you know what? He wouldn't have time to spend with every single person. If Dwayne The Rock Johnson walked into a room, I mean, there'd be paparazzi everywhere. So my thing is like, you don't have to worry about whether or not this specific person likes you. Try to win the crowd. And the best way to win the crowd is to be interested in everyone that you come across. Make this a daily practice. So let's say you're at work. Now, interestingly enough, if you are a leader, then you have people that report to you. Of course you have high status. You can be the most antisocial person in the world. You can be the biggest introvert. It doesn't matter. If you have high status, people are going to communicate with you in a certain way that they don't communicate with other people. They might be a little bit more hesitant. They might be a little bit more respectful. They might try to be more buddy-buddy with you, and that's fine. But the thing is, you yourself, as a leader, you have to understand that if you haven't worked on your own social skills, 
then what that tends to do is it almost makes it so that you yourself cannot progress further up that rank. You can't go even further because the fact is that by you being a leader of people, but realizing that there's more leadership above you, if you haven't found a way to cross that chasm, bridge that gap, and start to become friends with them, if they, if the leaders that you report to don't see you as a high-status individual, then chances are you might not also be promoted. This metaphor applies to a wide variety of situations. I want you to get the whole soulmate thing out of your mind. Forget about serendipity. Forget about stars aligning and the heavens opening up. I want you to look at people as social creatures, social animals. When you walk into an environment and nobody knows you, you can suddenly become the most interesting person in that room just by walking up, saying hello, shaking someone's hand. Now, of course, we're in COVID, whatever. Um, when the world opens back up, cool. But this, this thing, it really matters. It matters so much because you have to realize that you cannot get to where you ultimately want to get to without making the right connections, without coming out of your shell, so to speak. Don't give me that bullshit about you being shy when you're shy in one environment, but you're so charming and charismatic when you're looking to get something that you want out of your parents or out of your wife or out of your kids or whatever. It's like... You have the ability to flip on a different switch if, you, if it means that you can get what you want out of it. If a cop pulls you over, and you could be the angriest person one moment, but if the cop pulls you over, you're nice, you're charismatic, you're smiling. Why? Because you don't want to get a ticket. So it is very possible for you to burst out of your shell and become more social. Now, how do you do that? It's just like a muscle. It's like going to the gym. The very first day you go, you're not going to be able to squat 200 pounds. You might have to start off with just like basic squats, you know, without, without any assistance. Like maybe just a regular bar if that, if that. But over time, you build up that muscle. You're not just going to be able to jump right in and just be the most social person in the world. But you have to realize that by communicating with, not, with enough people, by striking up basic conversations. I mean, I'm, I'm saying... Set the bar real low. You can be completely tired out of it, just not wanting to have a conversation with anyone, but you still walk up and just say, hey, what's up, right? You do that enough times, you start to build this thing called social momentum. So you walk up to this person, you say hello, and then you move on to the next person, say hello again. Think of it like a, like a manager coming into your workplace. The manager will say hello to everyone because it is that manager's responsibility. It is her responsibility to make sure that the workplace is running effectively. The thing is, you can be that person without having, being handed that title. You can be that leader of your organization without being given that title. You just have to go up to people and give a damn about them. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to be the most socially, like, uh, I guess, aware. Like, I myself, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I mean, yeah, maybe once every few months I might watch, I don't know, like, this year I probably watched maybe one or two movies the entire 2020. Like, I, I don't watch TV. But what do I do when I walk up to someone? I start conversing with them and engaging with them on who they are. I ask them questions. And then when I ask them about something that they like, I ask them follow-up questions. Oh, what do you mean by that? Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, really? So when you actually are enthusiastic and you care about another person, they start to open up. And that's very powerful. You can have an hour-long conversation with someone without sharing anything about yourself and just talking about them. And it's powerful and it's effective because people love to talk about themselves. I need you to do this because it's so important for you to 
create amazing social skills. You can, you can really fine tune those. Now listen, not everyone will like you off the bat. You're going to walk up to some people and it's just not going to align. There's going to be a misalignment, right? Don't worry about it. As a matter of fact, that same person who blew you off at the beginning, once that person sees you interacting with all these other people and realizes how valuable you really are, that person might come back up to you and try to strike up a conversation. And so the thing is, like, you have to realize that you're not a victim. You're not fixed in a specific mindset. If, or sorry, personality state. It's not like you're going to be this way forever and always. And I'm not saying that you have to change who you are. I'm not saying like suddenly to, to like people and impress people, you got to just become a different person. No. So be true to yourself. Be true to who you want to be. be. Be true to becoming the best version of yourself. But along the way, be interested in other people and give a damn about them. You don't have to worry about whether or not your personalities align. Instead, just care more about where this person is headed and are you two headed in the same exact direction? Can you grow together? And you know what? You might not find those types of connections right away, but over time, you start meeting enough people, you're going to start to create that environment and that ecosystem where you will be able to have those connections. You'll be able to have that, that like, um, social Rolodex, the people that you can rely on, people who do love you. And, and when enough people start speaking about your name, then you do have a reputation and that's very powerful. In that case, you don't have to be the most social person when you walk into an environment. I mean, if Drake walks into an environment, he doesn't have to say a word and everyone's going to be hovering around him. Your reputation precedes you. You are preceded by a reputation. And what that means is you got to create a reputation. You got to create an authority. You got to create a brand behind your own identity. You got to go up to people. You got to talk to them. And you got to realize that you can't always rely on your brand because in certain situations, people might not recognize you. When Bill Gates went to Africa, people didn't know who Bill Gates was. He was just a normal, regular guy. And that's the thing. So this whole thing about relying on your job personality or what you do like inside of work, you can't take that and take that outside of work. I don't care if you're like a neurosurgeon inside at the hospital. When you walk into an environment like a clothing store or you walk anywhere else, unless you broadcast it, people aren't going to know who you are. In that case, you're just another person. And sure, like I said, there are things that you can do to kind of uh, broadcast who you are. You might, I mean, if you want to wear a stethoscope, I guess you can, but I mean, you can be more subtle about it and sure wear the right clothes. I mean, even working out is a signal of social status. You work out, you take care of yourself. People think that you're healthy and that's good, but you still have to have the ability to strike up a conversation. So I want you to just try this the next time you go into an environment to say hello to the person right next to you and then say hello to the next person, and the next person and see what happens as a result. All right, thank you so much. You have a great one. Bye.